man gives a fuck welcoming y'all to the gods and guns podcast i'm over here watching the dark knight right now watching the joker thrash shit watching batman thrash shit just watching chaos basically i'm always watching chaos anybody who turns on the screen any time of the day if you turn your tv on for at least three four hours a day i'm sure you probably watching some fucking chaos too but i am your boy I don't know if I'm your, technically your host. I'm just your moderator, your modulator. You know what I mean? I'm your modulator, your moderator, your uh, hitter during the ovulator, hitter during the ovulation. We the nation, spreading modulation and uh, the Ixellian nation. Anyway, I'm Charlie Phone. I think I grabbed the wrong vape. Sorry, that's so very unprofessional. But I was going to get my dogs together for the podcast, and I'm known for just just over-planning shit too much to the effect that that shit don't happen for like two, three, four, five years. So instead, I decided to just start the podcast off with my journal, because that's pretty much what it is anyway. I pretty much be, you know, posting shit on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. All my captions be stuff that come from my music or my poems or some book that I'm writing or some philosophy that I done heard that I done kind of adapted in my own. So it's just like the Gods and Guns podcast is basically just based around that, you know what I mean? My, you know, my, my ideas that I come up with with me and my homies you know, explanations of the things that we say that keep us positive, because, you know, we got, you know, little catchphrases and acronyms that we done turned into words, <coughs> excuse me, like WAN, which is W-A-N, W-A-N is a WAN, that's withholding anything negative, mm. that mean, I, and a lot of people think it's, you know, it's a bad thing to hold in your negative, but then there's a lot of people that think that or believe that I'm gonna say that a lot of people believe that it's bad to hold anything negative in because it's like bad for your stomach it might you know bad for your soul it might give you ulcers and shit but then on the other side of the spectrum you know you got the yin and the yang you got the yin who think that it's bad to hold it in but then you got the yang who think that it's good to hold it in and transfer it into something positive so instead of saying something negative that you be feeling, you know what I mean? Which is what wham means, you know, withholding anything negative. Because I could have a lot of shit to say. Like when people say, what's up? You know, I'd be like, wham. Or I might hit them with it first, like wham. Because I already know, man, I got a thousand things that be piled up on my shoulders, on my lap, in my hands, on my head, on my chest, on my back. You know what I mean? But on that same token, I don't let that extra weight get me down. And I'm only 157, and I just turned. I just got back up to 157. By the way, I've been doing the Human Science Project, which we'll get into maybe later on in this podcast or in another episode. But um, you know, since my accident, I mean, well, actually, I started the Human Science. I'm like, I guess obviously I'm going into it now. <laughs> but uh, since uh, I can remember being coherent about comprehension 
or comprehending things that I read and actually taking in that information instead of just reading it, you know, for tests and shit like in book reports. I can always remember just what people tell me, like even before I was like reading, I remember my sister telling me something crazy, silly, like boys shouldn't be peeing in the same urinal because if you mix they pee together, it, it can cause an explosive. Now, I know she was bullshitting, and I don't know where the fuck she heard that from, or maybe she was just making it up. And I don't remember how old I was when I heard it, but I remember my stepbrother from one of my dad's marriages when he was uh, married to Miss Cassandra, uh, Beamy, my brother, my brother Beamy. You know what I'm saying? I remember she said that shit when I think my dad took all of us to, to the park. And she was like, y'all don't pee in the same, y'all peed in the same, you don't know that shit could cause an explosion. I'm like, what? What in the fuck did you hear that from? And, you know, she might hear this episode and maybe she can come in on one of the episodes and actually discuss where the hell she got that shit from. But I do also remember her, you know, this is what's funny, right? Because people think, like, little kids, well, I ain't gonna say people think, but people have this thing that they always like to say where it's like, oh, I can do this in front of them because they're young, they don't understand, or they're not gonna remember this when they get older. But I always remember my sister saying something to me about soda, burning my throat because it has you know sulfuric acid or whatever it, what you know what i'm saying whatever it is carbon whatever it is i don't know what it is right now y'all i'm drinking wine and i'm high it's fucking 12 18 in the morning you know what i mean but anyway and i'm reminiscing but anyway i just remember her saying something about the acid now fast forward to her having her four kids which i love and adore you know what I'm saying? Marley, Madison, Miles, and Major. But I remember when she had Marley, she was on this, you know, all-natural thing. And, you know, she wasn't letting Marley drink no, uh, have no sugar. And, you know, she couldn't drink no sodas and none of that to the effect that she even told Marley, who looked so much like me. That's my baby. But she told Marley that, you know, the acid in the soda would burn her throat. Marley, like... I ain't finna get into that right now, but I'ma just say that part. And, you know, we might have Marley come in on one of the episodes, too, because, you know, she getting a little older nowadays. So she got a mind of her own, and I would love to see what the uh, adolescents think about. I ain't gonna say adolescents, but what the young adults, adolescents, young adults, you know, people, young people. I want to see what the young people think about it. Because, you know, a lot of the times, especially us as black people, you know, I, I can only speak on our culture in America. I mean, I, I can speak on other cultures that I've seen, but, you know, I don't, I'm not that type of person to just be like, oh, you know, I was raised around or I hung around people so much that I can say this or whatever. And that's another thing we'll get into in another episode. But um, what I can say is this. In America, as a black, quote unquote, African-American, you know, brown person, whatever you want to call yourself, even if you Haitian or if you dark skinned, Dominican, Puerto Rican, whatever, you got that curly hair slightly brown skin they looking at you like you black so we just gonna call everybody black for now i don't like to call myself black but we gonna we're not gonna you know trivialize that shit because you know people start to thinking you uppity when you start saying that shit and i'm really just in the definition of words but moving on um we have a tendency in the black community to be like your mama always right you don't talk back to no adults you respect your elders which I, rep I, I totally understand and I respect it. 
But I also want people who saying that shit to understand that what they're perpetrating when they do that and where they got that from. You know, oh, excuse me, in reverse of that. Where they got that from and what they're perpetrating when they say it. Oh, excuse me, perpetuating. I done said the wrong word like three times. But what you're perpetuating. You know what I mean? And I ain't going to say no conspiracy theory shit. Oh, you got it from a slave owner. You got it from, you know... Uh, the jailhouse, or you got it from this, or your boss, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But it's a multitude of things. It's the boss mentality. But we're not supposed to be the bosses of the children. We're supposed to be teaching them stuff that we know so that they can go further from what we know. And you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Use that as a platform. But a lot of times we shun the children's ideas and, you know what I mean, and shun their opinions. Like, I'm going to say this. And mama don't get mad because you might hear this episode. And she ain't going to get mad. She just, you know, my mama is very intuitive and she's very, you know, into education and understanding people as well. That's kind of where I get this from. That's not kind of where I get this from. That's probably totally where I get this from. Between her, my brother, and my sister, understanding people is really where I get this whole attitude that I have. It's like a tough love thing. I come off really abrasive sometimes, but it's really all about, that's just, that's really just how I talk, as y'all can see. I'm really kind of monotone as much as I'm really kind of... Anyway, we'll get back to that later, too. But, um... Where was I going? I'm sorry, y'all. I got kind of scatterbrained. Like I said, it's, you know, it's the middle of the night. This is the first episode of the podcast. Okay, shunning the kids. We have this thing where we tell them to respect the elders and all that stuff. But, again, we're supposed to be teaching them and also learning from what they're learning from us because every time you teach somebody something you learn it a little bit more so that means you come you become more efficient at the skills that you already have by showing them to someone else so why okay and this is where i was going okay i'm sorry y'all i'm I'm bouncing all over the place right now i should probably like the joint back up and put the vape back down but mama don't get mad at this story but i remember one time i had a birthday party and it was cool because me, in my head, even as a kid, I always remember being very aware of what's going on around me. Even with the adults, even when the adults think they hiding stuff from me, I kind of picked up on things. I'm not going to say all the things that I picked up on because, you know, it's some of the tricks of the trade of parenting, which I don't have any kids. So for me to be able for me to expose that right now would kind of be giving the kids the secrets that the parents is using to make sure they stay ahead of the game and also use it the right way. Because it is people who was ahead of the game that did it the right way. Like I say, my brother, my mama, my sister, my uncle Tyrone, Sam Pruitt. Oh, see, I ain't mean to say his last name. I might have to edit that out. But, um, you know what I'm saying? My uncle Munzee, uh, even my uncle Charlie Moe, even though, you know, people have their transgressions or whatever that, you know, some people don't see it the same way. But I have a filter where I can kind of filter out the negativity, which is sometimes to a fault, and see the positive intention or see the positive growth. But also, the thing about intentions is you have to follow your intentions. Even if you still have your negative ways or you know your negative tendencies or habits or whatever, you still have to follow your positive intention. I feel, you know, you don't have to do anything, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? But... I feel like you should follow your positive intention 
so that the people who might be in the minority but still understand where you're coming from can see where you're coming from and still understand that you're not a negative person you might just be in a negative situation which is one of those things that I completely understand along with the other multitude of things that I completely understand that a lot of people think that I might not or a lot of people kind of get the impression that I might not but that's neither here nor there with me because I'm a black man in America I'm used to people saying that I might not you know what I mean and that's not to get down on myself that's just to put things in perspective for y'all that when you're listening to this you are still listening to a young black man in America born in 1986 you know what I mean so it's like I'm right the, you know, like, like J. Cole say, I'm like the middle child. I'm, I understand why a lot of the music was so soulful and, you know, so pain-filled, but also, you know, joyful at the same time, you know, like music from the 60s, because if it was coming from black people, we was going through a lot of struggle. But anyway, let me get back to the story, because I get off on 13 tangents sometimes when I smoke joints. That's why I've been, you know, slowing down on the joints, because I need to focus on all my projects. But um, this, the story that I was telling, that I said my mom was going to, you know, probably, you know, get mad at me by it, but also just kind of wink at me by it and like, dang, I know you remember that. But um, I just remember having a little attitude, and it was a lesson for me. I always remember it as a lesson. I remember having a, a birthday party. And I was like, man, this is my birthday party. I said I want to have a bunch of kids over. We're going to do games and all that stuff. I, and literally, if, if I can just go back into the backstory real quick, Twin, uh, Quentin Tarantino style. I, because I was always so observant as a kid, I can't remember how, I, don't, I can't tell you the age when I became so, you know, as observant or started noticing things and collecting the information and using it. But, um... I can remember just starting to take notes of how people acted at certain events, how people act when certain things happen. Oh, the kids took the ribs. And like I noticed which adults get mad at, you know, kids eating the ribs before every adult got ribs or crab legs, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, shit like that. So it's like, in my head, I was like, okay, cool. When I have this particular birthday, because this certain you know, set of life events had already happened by the time I came to this particular age, which I was noticing and taking notes of mentally and actually in my journal, my physical journal. But um, I remember telling my mama, like, you know, because, you know, I talked to so many different people, so I was kind of like a finesse, you know what I mean? And, you know, to affect, no offense, mom, but I was, you know, kind of like a finesse, but to everybody's benefit. Because that was my thing. I just wanted to make everybody happy. I didn't want to see no fights at my birthday party or nobody getting cussed out or getting mad because they lost no card game. Or, you know what I'm saying? None of that. So I was just like, hey, we're going to have these types of games and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And, and you know what I'm saying? We can invite all the age kids. I don't care what age they is. Just bring all the kids, even the ones I don't like. You feel me? We'll figure out a way to just, you know, put the stuff up that I think they might break and then put some stuff out that I know that they're going to love. You know what I mean? And that'll just distract them from even asking about, you know, the PlayStation or the Sega, whatever was out back then. But then I remember watching the parents shuffle around and be like, okay, cool, we finna do this, we finna do that, we finna do this, and we gonna, you know, and they was kind of rushing through some of the games towards the end of the night as it started to get dark, because they wanted to play cards, which, you know, 
I'm a gangster now, so I understand it, you feel me? Niggas want to gamble, niggas want to drink, sit around, smoke, whatever it is, you know, relax, because they haven't been dealing with the kids all day. But me, because, you know, it was kind of, no disrespect, uh, elders, I ain't even going to say it. It was kind of funking up my plans. I'm going to keep it PG right there, even though I know this is a, you know, fully, you know, unrestricted podcast. But because I felt like it was funking up my plans to have everybody happy, and for some reason in my head, I was like, somebody finna get mad by losing the game, losing some money, anything like that. I'm like, man, see, this is what I be saying, man. Everybody always want to have card games at every party, man. I just wanted to have a regular birthday party. And they got mad. Well, I remember one of the aunties or uncles getting mad when they heard it. And they, you know, my mama pulled me to the side and she said something about it. Like, boy, stop being flipped. And that was really it because she felt where I was coming from. But then my auntie was like, yo, check this out, though. You know, she could be, this is how I became such a finesse. I always had somebody in my ear and I always listened. But my auntie was like, check this out, though. I know you don't like it when people have arguments and all that stuff at the card game. But I want you to remember this part because I know you know numbers and you smart and you young. But I know you understand what I'm going to tell you. When they done doing this because they doing this at your house, they going to. Make sure that you are taken care of whoever wins the game and wins everybody money. Go make sure you taken care of because this is your party at your parents' house. You know what I mean? That's the only reason they playing cards is because it's at your birthday party. Yeah, we all together and we having fun and drinking. And somebody might get mad, but that's just, you know, emotions. And that's something that they're going to have to learn to deal with. But at the end of the day, you still going to get the benefit if you can learn how to play your role and play it cool. And just make sure things run smooth. So if somebody asks you for a bill, go grab it out the cooler. If somebody asks you for a soda, go grab it. If we need to go get the mom that ice refilled, make sure you or one of these little nephews or cousins get that done. And make sure they help you take out the garbage and stuff. Because it is your birthday. You shouldn't be around here working. But make sure you get some of that money, too. And you see how I remember that entire conversation? Because I don't like to finesse people. But I love to finesse a situation. And I love to show people how to finesse the situation. That's my thing. That's my biggest thing. I love to show people how to finesse any situation because while everybody's trying to compete, we don't have to compete. We can get all of it together because it's only so much you can have. You know what I'm saying? Even if you want 13, if you can, you can want 30 Bentleys. You know what I mean? You can literally want 30 quarter million, half million dollar cars, right? And you can get them. You can totally, you know, do whatever you have to do to be able to afford them, right? But this is the way I see it. How many of them can you drive at one time? Not saying that you don't deserve to have that many at one time. But at the end of the day, when you do the ratio of people in the world versus Bentleys in the world and all that shit there, it's like, okay, yeah, I could have 30 Bentleys. But what's the point of having 30 Bentleys when I can have this one that I like and boom, that's mine. Because even if I got 30 cars, I still need to have somebody go out to the yard and crank them bitches up. So now I got to have some sort of business or some sort of hustle or some sort of fortune just to be able to pay somebody to go crank my cars up every week if I just so happen not to be in town. Like that's the type of shit that I think about. But a lot of people don't think that far ahead into the game. Not that I'm saying it's wrong that you don't think that far ahead into the game. But I do think it's kind of odd that people don't think that far ahead into the game, given that this is the only game that we're playing right now. 
And it ain't. It might not be the only game that we playing, but consciously, it's the only game that we know that we're playing right now. So, for anybody to be like, oh, you know, I want to have this and I want to have that. Oh, they got this. I want to have bigger than what they got. Well, you know, you shouldn't even be worried about what they got. Because what God got for you is for you, right? I mean, what? even if you don't believe in God, what the universe has for you is for you and for you only. Like, that's the that's the law of what they say, the uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law. You know, how they, you know what I'm saying? People always make that joke. Nah, man, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Because what if it's yours, who can take it away from you? That's yours. You know what I mean? So that's just something I always be trying to get people to uh, stew on, I guess I should say. You know what I mean? I can say stew on or, you know, kind of put their mind, wrap their minds around. Like, fam, why want more than what the next man got when what you got should just be enough for you? That's all you should be worried about. And I ain't saying what people should be worried about, but, you know, isn't that all you should be worried about? Just something I want people to think about. Gods and Guns podcast, man. I excel in Charlie Funk. You know, about to crush up some of this bud and, uh, you know, roll up another one. Talk to y'all for a little bit longer. So, uh, I do got a few people that I am going to bring into the Gods and Guns podcast as guests. Might be regular, you know, co-hosts to keep things interesting because... I don't really like things to just be focused on me because it's not all about me. How can things if it's if he just got me on here, then conversations always going to be one sided. You know what I mean? Because I don't believe that. Like I said earlier, I don't believe that. Oh, maybe I didn't say it earlier. I might have said it on the Facebook post. But what I said, oh, I did say it on the Facebook post. A lot of people get the wrong impression of me and a lot of people get the wrong impression of a lot of people who have real strong opinions on things because they have real strong opinions on things. So it all automatically kind of feels a little bit abrasive. When really, I'm just expressing my opinion and my personality. Where everybody expects people to accept their personality. For some reason, people never want to accept the person who's abrasive. Not that you have to be abrasive, but you also don't have to be non-abrasive or you don't have to be passive. You don't have to be a pussy. You know what I'm saying? So that's just the way I feel about it. And again, that's the reason why we're going to bring co-hosts in and we're going to bring friends in. And so we can have group discussions about things like this, even if we have to do it via Zoom or whatever it is. Because me personally, I'm all for keeping people safe. I have a whole system of things that I've set up for myself that allows me to be able to work from home and do certain things. And I'm not trying to shine on nobody. But the only reason I say that is because I always have preached that, even since I was in school like before they had full-on internet and you know what I mean I was like shit when I was in middle school and we first got the little AOL disc I was like dang if we got internet here and I know people is in school working on computers at work working on computers why they not just working at home that's less gas that's less pollution that's less overhead that's less buildings that have to be built now we can do other things and have other things built in those places or not built in those places What's the reason for having a big-ass fucking Allstate building, which where, where my mama used to work? What's the reason of having a big-ass Allstate building with a thousand agents in it every shift when you can literally just give them all the same computers that you've already bought and put in this building 
and let them work at home. Now they don't have to drive in. They don't have to worry about getting like fully dressed. I mean, I get dressed for my job, even though I work from home on my bed sometimes. But, you know, you don't have to if you don't want to, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But if you're doing your job, that should be what's most important. And we're going to talk about that more on the Gods and Guns podcast, man. It's the IXL and Charlie Funk. Come check me out on clpnation.com. I don't have an E in my name, so if you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you're searching for Charlie Funk with an E at the end of Charlie, you're going to find old school Africa Bombada Charlie. And that's a big salute to Charlie Funk. You know what I'm saying? Well, not Africa Bombada Charlie, but I think he worked with Africa Bombada. In fact, we might try to see if we can get Charlie Funk on the, uh, on the podcast once we get a little bit more seasoned on this thing and figure out how things work. But, uh... Gods and Guns podcast, man. I think we done made it about, let me see what the time is. It's going to be kind of short for the first episode, but we might do another one. Damn, I was trying to do it for 23 for the Michael Jordan documentary for The Last Dance. A lot of people think Michael Jordan was an asshole, but I don't. And that's probably because I'm an asshole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm really hard on my team, and that's because I would rather be hard on my team so the world is not hard on my team. But we'll get back to that later because that's one of those things called tough love that we're just raised within the black community, some of us. So, um, yeah, Gods and Guns podcast, man, with your boy Charlie Funk. That's C-H-A-R-L-I-F-U-N-K. Find me on CLPNation.com. I am the I-X-L-E-N. That means I am inspired by love, and I always say why on everything. Because it's a Dajiago over everything, or over anything. It's a Dajiago on everything, and it's went over everything. Wan is we're holding anything negative, and a Dajiago is every day above ground is a good one. And I hope you live to see the next episode of the Gods and Guns podcast. This is your boy Charlie Funk signing off. Kapayow!